This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, December 27th, 2023. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us for the Wednesday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Rachel Pearson, and I'm filling in for Rob Hart today. Artificial intelligence taking another big step in 2024. We'll cover that in our next segment. But first, ring in that financial new year with resolutions that involve the whole family. From money goals to big purchases, everyone's got skin in the game, even the kids. So joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line. Reminding you to bring your business home is Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of Engage Wealth Group here in Chicago. Ed, what are some things that we need to keep in mind as we make our goals, financial goals for the new year? Rachel, I think a great way to start is with that core family, right? Include everyone in this conversation. And what a, what a great lofty goal for 2024 would be to kind of look at your overall, let's say, relationship with money, right? Really focusing on, on like some of the three tenants, you know, how much you save, how much you share, and how much you spend. And what a great way to reinforce that, not only amongst, you know, the parents, but also the kids as well. We know when it comes to other resolutions, whether that be fitness or, or trying to, you know, uh, be more kind, we know that it's little steps that have a lasting effect. Does that translate too into financial planning in that there are little things that we can do that end up making a big difference? Yeah, absolutely. It just takes, a, like you said, a little bit of focus and a little bit of effort to put something in place. Automating things, automating your savings is a, another good step to do this where you're not thinking about it. And don't make this too big of a task or too onerous. So again, to your point, these small steps consistently over time can reap huge benefits down the road. And this is a process that, that you can include the entire family on. It's, it's never too early to teach you know healthy financial habits. So get the kids involved when you're making a budget or saying, hey, you kids want a pool this summer? Well, here's how we got to figure out a way to save up for it. Yeah, excellent point. And again, that kind of goes back to the small steps. The word budget to me is a little bit more constrictive have a spending plan or a savings plan with those big goals. That's really, really helpful. And the one thing that I'll emphasize, Rachel, to the listeners is looking at getting parents organized, right? Especially older parents in terms of estate planning, making sure those documents are in place. Talking about death and disability is kind of difficult, especially when we're looking at the new year, but there's no greater gift that you can give your loved ones and your kids than getting yourself financially organized through a a well-crafted estate plan. Some of us maybe can feel overwhelmed by getting financially organized, or maybe we don't know where to start. Are there certain resources or tools available, someone to talk to, to sort of, you know, get us on the right foot here? Yeah, seeking out the services of a certified financial planner, thanks for that, Rachel, uh, is a great way to start, right? So it's a comprehensive approach in terms of what we do, but it doesn't need to be overly complicated. Like you said earlier, just a piece of paper and a pencil, or just type out a list of you know, where your assets are, things like that. And again, 
seeking a good qualified team, a good qualified estate planning attorney and a certified financial planner can go a long way in terms of creating that good, solid foundation for those family finances. And as far as sort of setting up these goals and these spending plans, it doesn't necessarily have to be for something huge. I mentioned a pool or maybe, you know, a giant trip to Disney. It could be for little things, too. I mean, even cell phones aren't uh, terribly cheap nowadays, and it does require a little bit of forethought. So uh, what advice uh, when it comes to sort of that short term spending plan do you have? Yeah, so you have things that you want and things that you need, right? So being able to differentiate those things, because we all would like a new phone, but not that $1,200 phone. I think to your point, again, having that family structure, having goals, having an idea in terms of what you want to spend, because as a consumer-oriented society, we see something shiny and we want it, and it may not be the best thing for us. So again, that's where it goes back to those three tenets, and it's intentionally this way. Save first, share second, or give back to your community, and then spend, because that way you're making sure you're investing in yourself and then giving back a little bit before you go out and buy that shiny phone. Save, share, spend. Some solid advice from Ed Jertson, certified financial planner, founder of Engage Wealth Group here in Chicago. Thanks so much for joining us, Ed. Coming up, artificial intelligence will play an even bigger role in our daily lives as it's deployed to even more tech and gadgets in the new year. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. One of the biggest tech trends expected in 2024 will be the integration of artificial intelligence into all kinds of devices and gadgets. Joining us with the details is Paul Hawkman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge. And Paul, it's great to have you with us. I was uh, sort of jokingly talking with the show's producer, Andy Gersher, about AI application, thinking, you know, next thing you know, your toaster is going to have AI and you can tell it exactly how you like your toast and it'll integrate it into the gadget. But really, that's sort of what the future is going to hold. That's exactly right. I mean, and by the way, I'm not sure about the toaster yet, although we'll call <laughs> Cuisinart after the, after this uh, show and see if they are working on it. But If not, rate, I should get paid for this idea. A 5% annuity right there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but that said, what's really interesting is, is that the, the everyday gadget, uh, for lack of a better phrase, your prior guest was talking about phones, um, and the everyday gadget like phones uh, inclu- and vehicles, are, uh, you know, cars, Everything is going to be affected by AI. And the reason that's the case is because for the most part, AI in the end is about learning fast, uh, learning much faster in in many ways and certainly more broadly than human beings can in any given amount of time. And so anything that learns quickly obviously benefits certain gadgets. The the, the easiest example would be apps. Um, But one of the things that apps haven't been doing yet, and they're just about to because of AI, is the ability to translate instantly, not just what used to be Google Translate is involved here, but one of the things that's happened when you see a translation done by a machine, now with AI, the translation is much more accurate because the translation is based on a model that is based on native speaking, not just sort of a grammatically correct translation. So apps, to make a long story short, are all of a sudden going to be usable overseas. They're also going to be uh, things that are getting knowledge from those overseas markets. The bottom line is if you're a business and you want to get translations done, it's no longer just grammar. Now it's true understanding. That's just an easy example. Well, and and you sort of uh, touched on this too. We know, I I would say it was late 2022 when we really were first introduced to AI. 2023, sort of a a public understanding of what exactly this is. And now I think 2024, sort of that mass adoption, full integration uh, from a business standpoint. It's not just us, the consumer, sort of tinkering around and figuring out what it's all about. Now we're actually starting to see companies integrate it, use it to their advantage. You mentioned 
applications, but but even in the real world, I know hotels are starting to use it for for bookings, things like that. Uh, any other applications that you can think of? Sure. Almost any company in the world wants to communicate its wares, whether it's to uh, end users uh, or sales teams that they want to train the sales team in something brand new that's going to be rolled out quickly, and they depend on that sales team to be fully fully aware of what they're going to be selling. And obviously, the sales folks themselves want to know they want to be fully aware, too, so they can effectively sell. Well, guess what? AI is going to supercharge that almost instantly. Easy example. Um, uh, Formerly known as uh, Twitter, now X, um, has generated a a generative AI video uh, service called Pika, P-I-K-A. And what you can do now is you can literally speak to the machine, so to speak, and out comes video content. So, for example, you could create in seconds... You can say, I want to educate my sales team on this brand new, I, I, you know, I do some work for a company called Zimmer Biomet that make knees, hips, and, and shoulders, a replacement knees and hips and so on. And I want to train the sales team now, and I want to tell them a lot about this brand new knee that's coming out so that doctors can understand what they're buying. Well, now you can speak to Pika, P-I-K-A, and out comes a video that is exactly what you wanted to describe in visual form. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, business communications have been fast-tracked because somebody can literally speak to a machine, AI-driven, of course, and out comes video content. So that's just an easy example. There's lots of them, but that's that's something that's very powerful and definitely in the offing this coming year. Right, right. Well, and here's the other thing. Not only uh, are you getting specific, detailed uh, results, you're getting it in real time, almost instantaneously. There's an incredible value to that from a company standpoint. That's right. I think, you know, people talk at, you know, something at the speed of business, right? Well, guess what? The speed of business is now um, going to be accelerated dramatically. Here's what, here's the thing. People talk about efficiency and, and that's great. And they talk about speed and that's great, all relative to AI. But here's what's really interesting. Market segmentation has always been sort of the, the boogeyman of almost anybody who's trying to really spend properly on their communications, but reach everybody. And so that the 80-20 rule always sort of uh, was what it would govern, meaning I want to reach about, I can only afford to reach about 80% of the market with a single message. Well, now, if you have something that can generate messaging, whether it's video or other, in, at speeds that are literally light, I mean, almost speed of light, you can now afford to do market segmentation. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can you dial in a, me, uh, a message for a market that appreciates 10% more humor, dial in a message for a different market, say 75 plus, still a lot of those folks around, including me soon, probably, um, I hope, <laughs> um, and dial in for that market just by hitting a button. So instead of slowing down and deciding which of the five or six main markets you want to reach, mm-hmm. now you can reach all of them in seconds because AI can generate segmented uh, messaging. Thanks so much for joining us. Paul Hawkman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show. Up next, we'll talk about some ways to maximize those unused uh, gift cards that may be sitting in a drawer. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Don't let those gift cards you received this holiday season collect dust in a drawer. Use them now to maximize their value. Joining us with some key advice is Matt Schultz, chief credit analyst at Lending Tree, based in Austin, Texas. Matt, I'm guilty of this. Not too long ago, I went through my uh, junk drawer and found a lot of gift cards. I was shocked that a lot of them actually still had money on it. Uh, but there is some woe to be worried about uh, use it or lose it with these cards. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm in the same boat as you are. I have gift cards that I haven't used. And the truth is that while gift cards aren't as likely to expire these days as they were a few years ago, what they can have happen is that they're a depreciating asset. Basically, inflation means that mm-hmm. that $50 gift card you got 
a few years ago isn't going to be worth as much today. So what advice do you have other than uh, hurry up and spend it (laughs) for for those of us who are looking at our gift cards that we either received or or have had sitting around for a while? Well, the the good news is that you have options. You can can even sell them on sites like giftcards.com and Cardpool and places like that. And even if you aren't able to get 100% back, 75, 80% back of that amount is a whole lot better than having the whole thing go to waste. Yeah, or you could, you know, re-gift it. There's nothing wrong with that as long as I guess there's the full amount. I don't want to receive a $25 gift card that still has, you know, $2.07 on it. Right, yeah. And re-gifting is certainly something. You could do a trade with friends. You could even donate them because a lot of charities would love to have that extra gift card that you're not going to use. And this was uh, my understanding, too, that, that there are some retailers that, that will put out an expiration for gift cards. I think it has to be at least five years. But still, it's possible that if you don't use it, it really will have no value at all. Yeah, it, it is possible. Like I said, a lot, of, a lot of gift cards don't expire anymore, but some definitely do. And it's important to understand if yours does. And it's also important to understand if there might be inactivity fees associated Mm. with that card if they're not used for a year or more. So, But it all really comes back down to use it, take advantage of it. It's the best thing to do. Thanks so much, Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst at Lending Tree based in Austin, Texas. Still ahead, Invest in the Future will have some tips on starting a kid's portfolio now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon and thanks so much for joining us. I'm Rachel Pearson in for Rob Hart and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Two Indiana fishermen discover a driver that had been trapped in his car for several days under an overpass. Michigan says it'll keep former President Trump on the state's primary election ballot. And it's Personal Finance Wednesday. We'll be getting some advice on how to start an investment portfolio for your kids. WBBM Business, markets trading higher. The Dow up 104 points. NASDAQ up 29. The S&P 500 up 7 points. AccuWeather says it's a cloudy afternoon with a high of 43 degrees. It'll settle around 35 degrees tonight. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Two fishermen find a crashed vehicle with a trapped man under an I-94 overpass in Portage, Indiana. The driver had been paralyzed inside the vehicle for almost a whole week. One of those good Samaritans, Mario Garcia, says they found the driver after seeing sunlight reflecting off the vehicle. There was nobody around. and I don't see any way somebody could have seen him. It was just a... a, a very fortunate that we've seen through the cracks of the woods the shiny of the of the wreck and curiosity that took us over there because then it could have been a different outcome if we either didn't go out or didn't see him but uh i'm I'm just glad we did police say it was a miracle he was alive noting that the weather this holiday season had been warmer and milder than usual the driver flown to a nearby hospital for treatment of severe life-threatening injuries The Supreme Court of Michigan has decided to not listen to an appeal that was trying to keep former President Donald Trump off the state's primary ballot. CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum explains what this means for the current GOP frontrunner. This legal strategy to apply the insurrection clause against Donald Trump is loaded with legal and factual uncertainties that only the Supreme Court of the United States can resolve. Colorado's Supreme Court last week made a bold ruling and the court was divided in that decision in finding that an insurrection actually took place, President Trump caused it to happen, and he can be disqualified under the insurrection clause. That ruling was the first time in history that the insurrection clause in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment had been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. Cashing in with conversation, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The markets are trading higher. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors LLC in New York. Uh, Jim, we're sort of in the last few days of the year known as the Santa Claus Rally, and uh, it seems to hold true to tradition that we're seeing a bit of a, a positive end to the year here. Yeah, and for the moment, it's backed up by the facts. It looks like that uh, the retail season was very reasonable. Uh, I guess MasterCard said uh, they they grew by three three to three and a half percent. It looks like the economy grew at two uh, percent in the fourth quarter. Uh, that means that the profit outlook should be positive. Uh, inflation for the moment seems to be uh, winding down faster than expected. Uh, therefore, the market is anticipating several interest rate cuts over the next uh, year. So uh, that combined with the seasonal Santa Claus rally is giving you a strong uh, finish to the year. Now, the, re- the reality check will be as we work our way through um, uh, January, uh, the government has uh, several things they must get accomplished. Uh, and we'll see whether Congress is functional or not. Then we'll get uh, first quarter profits. Uh, they They should be pretty good, but we'll get... Uh, further uh, outlooks from corporations. And then as we work our way through the year, we'll see, is the market too optimistic in terms of rate cuts? Uh, if, if in fact, it's only three rate cuts, which is the Fed's baseline, uh, will the market have to have a little bit of a correction to adjust to that? Or conversely, if, in fact, we do get the six cuts 
that the market is anticipating, will that be because the inflation numbers are good or because the economy uh, suddenly got weaker? So while it's nice that we're finishing this strong, there were a few hurdles in the new year. Yeah, and and you mentioned a few of them, but I want to sort of circle back to the Fed and what role it's going to play in sort of the early part of 2024 and what factors it's really going to be keeping a close watch on as we head into the first quarter of 2024. I think the most important thing the Fed will be looking at is the labor market, uh, because it it is the strong labor market, which is giving workers um, uh, uh, reasonable wages and money to spend on services, on hotels, on restaurants, on the experience side of the economy. Uh, And that's been the strongest side of the economy. You've had a a rolling correction on the manufacturing side. Uh, so they'll be looking at that, and they'll they'll be looking at the inflation numbers. Uh, is inflation uh, going to come down as fast as the market thinks it's going to come down, or is the service side of inflation going to be a little bit sticky uh, and and um, uh, uh, make the Fed uh, reluctant to to um, uh, reduce rates in January as the market and in, in March as the market anticipates. Well, and Jim, we know that the markets are sort of a take two steps forward, one step back. So, at what point and when do you think we'll see a correction? Since we've had such a strong finish to the year, yeah, if you get it, it, it ought to be in the uh, uh, the middle of January. Uh, there's a very reasonable chance of dysfunction in Congress. Some nasty headlines. Will they keep the government open? Uh, will, will they will they fund the important geopolitical issues the country is facing? Uh, I think that's going to be the most important, uh, uh, the most likely uh, reason for for a correction. Because I think, frankly, the profit picture ought to be pretty good. So if there's a correction, it'll be uh, Congress in action, and then if there's any disappointment on the progress in inflation. I think if we were to summarize 2023 with the theme, I I might say artificial intelligence driving a lot of sectors. What do you think is going to to be the big picture for 2024? Still AI or are we going to see something new? Well, AI is here for, for the foreseeable future. It's a powerful driving force in the economy, just as the Internet was. Uh, it's not going away from a structural point of view. Uh, it would be more healthy if uh, the, uh, the average stock outperformed the Magnificent Seven, the AI stocks, for a period of time within the context of the AI and the Magnificent Seven continuing to go up, but to going up less than the rest of the market. Uh, that would be the best structural um, uh, dynamic for the market to, to let the, the other 493 stocks catch up to the Magnificent Seven. But a- AI is here to stay. Thanks so much, Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors, LLC in New York. Up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, we'll have some tips on setting up a solid financial foundation for kids. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And today we're going to get some advice on securing your kids' financial future by starting an investment portfolio for them now. We welcome Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory forecast newsletter based in Hammond, Indiana. And Chuck, uh, while I haven't taught my four-month-old daughter to say Dow Theory just yet, I'm planning on doing that. Uh, But in the meantime, what are some (laughs) things that parents can do to set their kids up for financial success? The biggest thing they need to do is is understand how to harness the power of time. The the biggest advantage a young person has on investing is, is taking advantage of time. And I know for a lot of young people, you know, nobody's patient these days. But the fact of the matter is, if you can harness the power of time 
And the beauty is you don't have to be that smart to do it is just take advantage of that. You will grow assets and you will change a life. A simple example of that is, and again, and again, not everyone has $4,000, but let's say you have a, a new grandchild that's born and you put $4,000 away and you let that grow. You don't need to make another contribution for 65 years. That $4,000 is going to grow to almost $2 million based on the average annual return that we've seen in the market since 1926. So, you know, that is an example of, of the power of time. You can literally fund a retirement for a grandchild if you start early and, and let things work for you over time. That's incredible. And, and not only do we have time on our side, but because there's so much time, maybe parents can be a little bit riskier in, in sort of managing those funds? Well, they should be riskier. I mean, again, uh, if you have a lot of time, if your investment time horizon is, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, you should be taking advantage of that by being, quite frankly, as risky as possible and having a portfolio that's 100% invested uh, in stocks, you know, there are going to be years in there when you wish you hadn't been. But again, over time, uh, you know, stocks have shown to be the place to be to grow wealth for for everyone. And uh, if you have a lot of time, it behooves you to take advantage of that by being as risky as possible. And and is it something when you're talking about this risk, how important is it to diversify, whether you're looking at, you know, securities or, or anything like that, that'll, you know, at some point change, you're just hoping that or, or knowing that eventually the upside is going to be greater. Right. And I guess I should quantify when I mean risky. What I'm when, when I'm referring to is basically maximizing your uh, the amount of equity that you're holding in an investment account. You should be diversified within that portfolio of equity and an easy way to do it for kids. Um, is basically, uh, you know, an index fund, whether it's a total market index fund or an S&P 500 index fund. Uh, there you're going to get diversification with a single investment, and, and there you can kind of, you know, track the market performance. And again, over a long period of time, that should be very profitable for you. So a child's portfolio not only has, has time on their side, but also Uncle Sam. There's some uh, tax incentives there, too. Potentially, de- depending on how the portfolio is structured and, and, and registered, if it's a custodial account. Um, you know, yes, there, there probably are some tax benefits there. Obviously, you know, if you're saving for college in a 529, there would be some tax benefits there. Um, you know, there's also some other issues like, uh, you know, perhaps control issues in a custodial account once the child reaches the age of majority, which is 18 in most states. So there's kind of gives and takes there on how you structure uh, an, an investment account. But, you know, the bot, don't let that stop you from setting something up because, again, the biggest benefit is harnessing that power of time, and you do that by getting started sooner rather than later. Are there resources available for parents that are trying to look to get the ball rolling here or, or answer any common questions they may have? Yeah, there, there are tons, you know, online, and you could do simple Google searches and, you know, in terms of uh, child investment accounts, custodial accounts, uniform gift to minors accounts. Um, and it'll give you kind of the ins and outs of how to set that up. And the other thing I might add is it is a lot easier now um, to invest in individual stocks and set up an account at brokerage firms and to buy virtually any stock because a lot of online brokerage firms will allow you to buy fractional shares of stock. So you can go out and buy $15 worth of a, a stock and get a piece of that stock or $25 and set up an investment program or you even have maybe the child kick in a few bucks um, to, to, get, to have them some skin in the game. And there are a lot of ways to do that. And, and, and again, if you're looking for information on that, if you're a parent or a grandparent that already has a brokerage account, you know, consult the broker where you are, and I'm sure they have a, a, a fractional share 
investment account that would be perfect for a young person. And Chuck, if we were to set it up today, if I were going to start investing in some stocks, we mentioned that we can take those risks because time is on our side. Uh, what, what type of stocks would you look at today if you were setting up a child's portfolio? Well, in addition to kind of just a broad index fund, um, what, what I've always felt is important is to try to find good stocks that are relevant to that particular child and, and the interest the child has. You know, if, if it's a child that's interested in computers, maybe look at a stock like a Microsoft or, or an Apple, or if, if a child's interested in, in, you know, in whatever, try to draw investments that relate to the child, because what that's going to do is make for a, a stronger, you know, interest in uh, in investing in general. And again, you know, I've said this many times to, to our subscribers. I mean, if you can get a young person interested in investing and interested in long-term investing, you absolutely will change your life. So try to make this really relevant for them and own stocks. Yes, good investment stocks, but stocks that really the child can relate to. Thanks so much, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services in Hammond, Indiana. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday. And still to come, we'll have some tips on maximizing year-end giving. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Learning to maximize your charitable contributions can help with budget management while also championing causes that are important to you. We welcome Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society here in Oak Brook. Elizabeth, uh, let's talk about this is obviously the holidays have come and gone, but uh, we still have a chance here to do some really uh, great things with, with charitable giving. Yes, definitely. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways that you can give to charities. And one of the things that you want to make sure of is that your charity is a 501c3 charity so that you can deduct it on your tax return. And, and not only making sure that we're taking advantage of, of those tax benefits, but also uh, there's an option that we could potentially bunch our contributions, right? Deciding how often to donate and when. Yes. So on your tax return, you either get the standard deduction or you can itemize your deductions. In order to itemize, for a single person, you have to hurdle $13,850, and for a married couple, it's $27,700. There's extra amounts if you're over 65. But the problem is that a lot of times, especially for married couples, you like in the current tax regime that we have, you're, it's, it's very difficult to itemize unless you have a new mortgage or a big mortgage. So what people will do is they will give their to give the money to their charities in all in one tax year, meaning that they might do two years worth of contributions, but just do it in one tax year. So that way they can use those those contributions as itemized deductions. Well, and it's great to take advantage of the tax write-off, but there are so many great nonprofits. You really have your choice in doing some good there. Oh, for certain. There's And there's a, you know, it's a, there's a lot of people who think, oh my gosh, I, you know, I don't really have any cash to give or whatever. Well, if you have appreciated stock, you can definitely give that. But I would check with the charity ahead of time to make sure that they can accept that kind of stock. The other thing, too, is that you can always donate things to a charity, such as Goodwill or Salvation Army. So when you do that, make sure you keep a list of what you, of what you gave, and then you can take the, what you paid for it and then take 20% of that value, and that can be the value that you deduct on your tax return. You can also um, uh, volunteer for a charity, and the mileage that you have for that is also deductible. 
Thanks so much, Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners based in Oak Brook. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly. That'll be at WBPMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.